This week on D Space Pride, a gay search of podcast, we talk about the Stranger Worlds episode, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. Thanks for joining us. Hey Johnson. Hey Mike. How you feeling? I am tired. Yeah. Yes. Tired and congested. It it's good times. Day, it's good times. Day six, day seven. Today is day seven. Yes. Oh. You, have you been testing? And I'm, no. 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 I mean, you, you know why? Why? Um, why bother? Waste why waste the, the yeah, exactly. exactly. Though I have so I mean, many. Not... I have like 18 tests. Oh, wow. Thank you. Did your company buy them for you? No, it's the U.S. government. Oh, I mean, I've only gotten... The USPS sign-up thing. They've been just sending it incessantly. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I've only signed up twice yeah. and or three times, maybe. I don't know. Three times. Yes, three times, yes. Uh, but I was gypped out of two. One of my shipments only had two tests in it. Oh, versus four. You're robbed. So I was robbed. Robbed. Um, no, I'm not testing because there's no point. Uh, I don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did have to cancel my doctor's appointment because I need to be 10 days out and have a negative test. So I'm saving. Oh, it and have a negative test. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to track that, but fine whatever wow okay um so yes but you know so so yeah so i'm on day seven and uh still three more days to go Mm -hmm. um and yeah i i wouldn't say i feel remarkably better i mean the fever and chills only ended like a day or two ago so Mm -hmm. yeah now i'm just tired i'm glad you're Um, alive so you're not in the i am alive yes i am not thank you science thank you Yay, doctors. science yes thank you vaccines mm. all the things actually you know the one of my the worst day was uh you know i, I just felt achy from head to toe mm-hmm, and felt mm-hmm. horrible and mm-hmm. and with fever and chills and everything and oh mm-hmm. it was miserable yeah and i was yeah. like Believe it or not, you know, I actually thought I was like, you know what? I'm. This makes me feel alive. Like I literally could feel every part of my body. Ah, interesting. And I was like, I'm alive. I'm alive. You know, no. and this sucks. <laughs> not dead. I, not dead. I'm not dead. Um, but also, you know, science. I mean, yes, I science. can't even imagine what that would be like without having the vaccine. Yes. Really. I love, yeah, I mean, it would not be good. I mean, that would, you know, that was, I don't know, 12 yeah, hours. Yeah, this of, is you reacting with the vaccine. Right, you know? yeah. Uh, oh, it would have been miserable. I would have, oh. you know, yes, it would have been horrible. So, hey, go science. Um, 
firm believer in it. And uh, vaccines help for sure. I, I mean, so, you didn't yeah, so, tell your mom that you're sick, right? You didn't. Ever I did not tell my mom I was yeah. sick. No. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I didn't tell my mom when I got COVID. Uh, at this point, it's probably six weeks ago. I never told my mom because yeah. I really didn't need her to freak out. It was not yeah, exactly. I, I don't need the I don't need the extra drama. We've talked about this Correct. before. Yes, um, the drama. So. I like my drama contained to streaming media. Yeah, but me too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Which I have had a lot of time to watch. Yeah, you finally watched Raw Mankind. Welcome to last year. Yes, thank you. Well, you know, the whole thing was uh, I didn't want to pay for another subscription that I didn't use. Mm. And um, it's like one of the cheapest ones. It is. I'm not, it's not about the $5. It's about having something that I just wouldn't use. Like I didn't want the pressure of having another service and being like, Oh, I need to watch these Mm -hmm. shows. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to choose to watch them and uh, you know, I did. So yeah. So I re-upped on Apple TV plus I got my stuff. I mean, I could actually cancel it because you know, I, I won't because I am now super, you know, excited about for all mankind, but yeah, bitch. Um, so good. So, good. uh, but yeah, no, I, um, so I reaped on that and then I watched, I'm glad I do this. So it's been a long time since I've had Apple TV plus. So I rewatched the finales of the seasons that I did watch mm-hmm. and it's actually, you know, the, in, you know, when, when season two began, they give you the recap or whatever. And I was like, you know, it goes it's fast. I'm like, oh, I think I remember. Oh, I think I remember. Yeah, I would yeah. never have remembered half of this. Stuff. Like it wouldn't have had the same. It would not have been the same. Um, right. So, uh, yeah. So I watched the season finale of season one and then ripped through all in one day. I think the first eight up ep- seven or eight episodes. And then I finished it the next day. That's incredible um and then i started watching the morning show and so season two so i did the same thing i watched the season finale again of season one so good and um have been watching season two so yeah both Um, excellent series of television totally worth it yeah you know i i have to say you know the fact that they and they call these an apple original or whatever Mm -hmm. and i have to say like these are pretty original like, yeah, I, they're not they're not really predictable storylines. Um, you can sort of predict maybe a little bit about the characters, but for the most part, it's you know this is really interesting stuff. I was worried. I mean, I'm halfway through season two of the morning show. Uh-huh. I was really worried about this whole coronavirus, you know, because it takes place in early 2020. 20, yeah, 2020. Right. Yes, and I was really so the first worried. Three months of 2020. Not- yeah, I did not want to relive 2020 in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my only. It's not really about, about that. I mean, it's like this, like no, it's creeping, not. Yeah, creeping doom. It's this creeping thing. Not, yeah, but it's yeah. More about the characters as it is. You know, it's all about the characters and the things they're going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that Jennifer Aniston, Alex, is in. Um, goes I, so i'm watching the episode where she went she goes to and spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched spoilers this, spoilers um she's she went to italy in the midst of it being like a lockdown almost yes 
uh that was a little concerning but mm-hmm. um so yeah um but that's about as so far i mean what episode seven i guess or eight i don't know um that's the closest it's gotten to like real memory lane so yeah but anyway uh yeah so i'm enjoying some original television um, yeah, I was. I have to say, Apple TV though they don't have as much content as like a Netflix. Obviously, all their shows are most, if not all, their shows are really like top notch. They're really, really well done. Yeah. Really well done content. Yeah. Um, For all mankind is seriously one of my favorite sci-fi series. It's just so well done. Like the season premiere of episode it sort three. of has the expanse it's it yeah gives, it gives expanse yes. vibes right yeah yeah I and mean, we both love expanse so. it's like it's it, no well it gives you this um you know what it does really well it really is good at giving you the sense that space is dangerous you know sp- we should yes. not be in space space is a dangerous place you don't really always feel that in Star Trek because it's very safe. You know, it's very insulated because the technology yeah. is like so whatever, whatever. But in the Expanse, you did. The Expanse yeah, is the very Expanse, much you like... definitely feel the oppressive danger of space. You know, even yes. in yep. in these really advanced um, ships, space is a force. You know, and um, yeah. Mankind does it really well. Like it's it's really well done. You can feel that danger is just around the corner in yeah. the void of space and um yeah, yeah the the, or the void from, of the moon or yeah or like a solar flare um as you saw in episode one of season two yeah episode one of season three you know we've seen these rotating ships like to you know the artificial gravity thing in a lot of in a lot of movies and tv shows this is literally the first time i've ever seen they use that kind of they use that narrative tool and they make it dangerous like i've never seen that before uh, like yeah. where it's like it's rotating too fast we're all gonna die you know and you can slowly feel the gravity going up i've never seen yeah. that done anywhere else there it maybe maybe it's been done somewhere but i've never seen that done um it's just like they they just do it so originally you know they take these uh these situations and me and do such interesting twists with them that you know it's just so original and interesting so yeah i love it yeah it was um yeah it, it's so real so uh you know the the finale of season two where they so good. wrap when they wrap themselves in duct tape as their spacesuit to go save the save jamestown oh, and yes, yes. Like seeing that, um, I didn't expect them both to die. Space. That was very shocking. That was very surprising. I I didn't I didn't expect them to die in the way that they did necessarily. I thought that they would actually die on the moon. Like mm-hmm. like they would never make it back into the airlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I thought that would happen. So I uh, when they made it in there, I was like, wow, they are gonna live. And then you find out. A few minutes later that they did not live obviously so um so and then in the the premiere and you know spoilers uh they're yeah we already spoiled the, the person who say the yeah we should really say that these are spoilers because this is literally a new episode that just came out last yes. week yes um 
but it's I think it's really apropos that their son is the savior of the episode. Yeah, I love that. I thought enough. he was gonna make it. I was like, uh oh. Oh yeah, no, I thought. Well, you see, after he does save it, that he gets. Yeah, I was like, <gasps> you could see that you can see the the rope coming the, the for wire. him, and you're like, yeah. you got to be kidding the wire, and you're you you're like, you've got to be kidding. He just saved them, and now they're gonna kill him. Yeah. So and, well done. Uh, it's, it's fortunately, great, you know, great sport- storytelling. Yeah. So it it is really good. Um. So yeah. Uh. So I've got an Apple TV Apple Plus Apple TV Plus subscription again because yeah, you do. So. Well, so we have the morning show. Foundation is more homework for you. Also very good. I mean, I've watched the premiere of Foundation. I watched I it before because it was. Um. And you might have watched it again I didn't. For a while. Uh, it hasn't been that long. It wasn't that long ago. It was maybe a month ago. What? Really? Yeah, I watched oh. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it, I don't know, on some Saturday afternoon. I was sitting on the couch and just, you know, was oh, flipping okay. through different things. Oh, so I, I thought you yeah, watched it was probably the premiere of Foundation when it first premiered. So, no mind. No, 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 no. It was it was oh. maybe a month or so ago. It wasn't very long ago. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um. So we'll see. Uh. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It's really good. And uh. Yeah. When you're tired and don't feel well, uh, it's great to have some new TV to binge. So. That's um, great stuff. Yeah. And I actually on one of the days I did actually go back and, uh, watch, uh. Rewatch, well, yeah, rewatch, but uh, I watched the premiere of Stargate Atlantis. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, never, I was, I was, in, I was, Stargate Atlantis. I, I was going down a rabbit hole of old television on Very Hulu. Old. And and then I started 90s? to watch. Early 90s? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but, uh, or early aughts, maybe. Early aughts, maybe. Early what? Uh, aughts. What's aughts? Zero, zero. What do you oh, want? Like 90s? What comes after 90s for you? Just 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Aughts. It's also called the aughts. I've never heard yes. of that. Yeah. Um, uh, but then I also started to watch and and, and went to bed, actually. Uh, it was... Uh, a, Began to rewatch Lost, the first episode of Lost. Oh my god, we've uh, talked about Lost so much. I can't believe you're going down that rabbit hole. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, it's uh, a good show. Yeah, it was I mean, I watched it when it came out. I mean, yeah, I loved, I loved it, and yeah, I and I've and I've excellent and I've, one of the first big water cooler shows. Yes, yeah. Um, also from Alex Kurtzman, right? You won on Lost. Yes. Uh, I think so. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. like they're com- like Bad Robot. It's an early, it's an early, maybe before oh, they were Bad Robot. I didn't Robot, know he worked on it. Okay. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Now I'll have to double check, but I feel like it's from that, oh. that group of people who worked on. I mean, something about uh, Robot. Worked- I just, uh, I didn't realize that Alex Kersman was attached back then well he was part of that whole crew i mean that whole crew did star trek 2009 yeah but lost came out in 2000 2000 wait i don't remember four oh four or five i think 
don't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, I don't either. I'm, I'm going to pull it up while we're talking, but. Okay. Because um, now you must know. Um, well, but, yeah, now I'm curious. Yes. Now I'm curious about when, uh, when. Uh, when did Alex Kurtzman join Bad Robot? Well, um, I know Alex Kurtzman worked on Star Trek 2009. That I know. But yeah, sure. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, 2004 for Lost. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember where I was. I don't remember last week. I remember. Bully, bully, <laughs> bully for you. Yeah, you don't remember last week, but you can remember 2004. Yes, correct. That seems odd. Well, I remember um, watching it because that was a big deal. The premiere of Lost was a big deal. And this, I'll remind you, <clears throat> this was really the Stargate goal. Atlantis was from the same year. 2004. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was the yeah. golden age of network television. You know, this was like, yes. this is where network TV um, really came into its own. And it was not so, it was not, because I think the 90s were very like syndication heavy. That was like the golden age of syndication. And then the early 2000s, that was the golden age of, network television where you had all these network um exclusives that you know like lost lost is a perfect example um well that sort of started earlier than that though because you think about thursday night tv and like musty tv on thursday yeah night. but that, that was, was like a lot that was a lot of that. like you know it was just sitcoms you know it was a lot of sitcoms and the i guess the early 2000s that was the start of like serialized dramas mm. You know, that's when serialized dramas really started to take off. Because before that, everything was super episodic for the most part. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Lost sort of kicks that off. Alias was of also a little bit of that. And that was in the early 2000s. That was like probably 2001, 2002. Yeah, I think. But that I was also so that was also um, that was also serialized. But then I think Lost really kicked it off. To much yeah. more mainstream. So. Yeah. yeah, lots. I mean, lots was the first real big puzzle that anyone that we had. Uh, yeah, Alias had some of the, the Rimbaldi stuff, but it wasn't to the extent that Lost was like the the puzzle box mystery whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, so I watched a little bit of that, but I didn't actually go back to it because then I think I think we it's were chatting and you're like, watch. Well, you were like. Why don't you watch For All Mankind? And I, I like in my coronavirus brain, decided oh. to acquiesce to your demands. Yes, For All Mankind. Acquiesce, bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but you're so, glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad I did too. It's it's really it was really enjoyable. Yes. 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 So good. So good. Yes. 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 It made the weekend pass uh, much nicer. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Well, you're just a few days away from ten days, so yeah. I hope, hopefully, hopefully, this tiredness goes away. I guess uh, the congestion can hang around for a while, but that's yes, allergies. For, yes, high pollen. Allergies. I got the warning today. High pollen count. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I wouldn't be able to tell if this is yeah, allergies or. Do, I mean, yeah. it's obviously, you know. Anyway, but. Um, yeah, well, hopefully this tiredness will pass, mm-hmm. or this heaviness, as we talked before. We got you were like heavy. What does heavy mean? Like, 
that your you body feel weighted heavy. down. Yeah. Yeah. Like you like like I had to bring it to the to the season premiere from Mankind for you to get it where the gravity was increased. Yes. 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 So my body feels like the gravity has increased. Yeah. Um, that kind of heaviness. I'm tired. So but here we are. We're back uh, to talk about more Star Trek, even mm-hmm. though we have not even mentioned Star Trek at all. No, not yet. at all. Not at all. Well, um, there was some Star Trek news. Discovery season five has apparently started to film. We've okay. seen yep. updates from the cast and crew. So that's happening. Yep. Finally. I've, I've actually only seen updates from... Um, from Doug Jones, who shaved his head, and uh, which he does every year, and then uh, also from Wilson Cruz, who left New York to go to Toronto and then flew back, back this for weekend Tonys. for the Tonys because he presented two awards uh, last night. Not that I saw him; I just saw pictures. Neither, again, neither of uh, us are really big Broadway buffs, so not no, really our jam. Not so. It is not. We try uh, to see Mary Wiseman in her play, and it never happened. We so did. We made an attempt. We did. You know, is is it? And I, you know, I I enjoy I enjoy plays. You know, musicals, uh, you know, are fine, but I enjoy a good play. I'm fine. You know, good. Honestly, if it wasn't for Mary Wiseman, I wouldn't have been that interested. But it's fine. Sure, sure. Uh, yes, you would not have gotten us tickets three times. Three times. Have- Mary to Wiseman. have them eventually refunded each time. Yes. No, I got the refund. It was just annoying. Yes. So, um, fortunate. Yeah. You know. But looking but, ahead, in a few months, we, we do have Friday tickets to Comic-Con. Don't forget. Is that on my calendar? Did you put that on my calendar? I, I, I've not put that on your calendar yet. When is right. that? No. It is uh, the first week, first weekend in October. Oh my god! So, October. We're talking about October. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> well, for some reason, you you buying those tickets reminded me that I bought tickets for something. And Can you send me an invite? Yes, I'm not gonna remember. I am doing so right now. It's Friday, October seventh. Oh my god! October seventh. Um, wow, the year was basically so, over. Yes. It, okay, it is not basically over. Stop. Um, the same. I was uh, basically planning work stuff today and we were talking about August and I was like, oh my God, summer is over. It's crazy. Time just goes by. Yeah, the summer is not over. It is um, definitely not over. Time just goes by fast, uh, you know. So New York Comic Con is uh, happening all day on the 7th. Wait, so what are we doing there? Where are we going? We're going. Again? We're going. It's at the Javits Center. Wait, are we are we supposed to participate in a panel or something? Well, we haven't. We don't know if our panel has been accepted or what day it'll be. So we may have to buy another ticket. But um, but we're going Friday to go. I have to say, you know, my favorite part of New York Comic Con is not. You know, I actually don't go to. Been, so. Okay. Yeah. And you're you're gonna be miserable because there are thousands of people. I'm gonna be miserable, um, correct. Um, but anyway. Oh, um, it's an invite. Yes, of course. I told you I was just sending you the invite. Thank you. Um, 
uh, my favorite part of New York Comic Con is the dealer's room, which is like, and also Artist Alley. Like, there's a lot of lot of interesting parts to New York Comic Con. So, um, you know, you don't there aren't there ha- have never really been a ton of like exclusives to New York Comic Con, because um, it technically is more of a comic con than a like Hollywood the Hollywood side of things. Like San Diego but, sort but of got this. it has become more mainstream because all of these big. Oh yeah, no, not mainstream. No, I'm not talking about the mainstream option. I'm just saying the the idea of it. The for the it's a lot more focused on comics. Um, you know the like they'll have in the past they've had Discovery there. I've been to the Discovery panel. Mm-hmm. It's actually in Madison Square Garden, not even at the Javits Center. Um, so you know it's um. You know, it does have that sort of thrown in. I can't remember what other panels I've been to, but the problem with the panels at Comic-Con is that it's sort of like you line up for hours to get into these panels because they switch them out. You know, they're right. they're in these big auditoriums. It's not not at all like the uh, Mission Chicago or anything mm-hmm. like that. So sure. it's just a different experience. But I go mainly for the dealer's room, which is a lot of fun. You find a lot of interesting and, you know, yeah, just, uh, I mean, they have the main, you know, the big stuff like the Eagle Moss has been there and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have a lot of that stuff there, but then they also have a lot of mm-hmm. these other, you know, people who are selling stuff. And you can find some, you know, rare little things that only you would Chachis. kind of be interested in. Chachis, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Memorabilia. Anyway. Paraphernalia. Memorabilia, yes, yes. Like, you could, yeah, you could find things from your childhood. Yes, collectibles, correct. So, anyway, that's yes. my favorite part. Also, artist artist alley is really cool too. Um, but anyway, sounds so, yeah, like so we have it that. will be fun. Fun will now commence <laughs> as Seven of Nine to say. <laughs> fun will now commence. Yes, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe there will be something Star Trek Star Trek related happening there. I feel there has to be. There must be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know what would be maybe the Picard season three mm. premiere. <laughs> you know, who knows? But we don't even know. So we we are we are what we're we're watch we're talking about one of yeah. What was happening in a month? Is there anything happening? Yeah, right. I was just about to say we have three four episodes left. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Four episodes left and no, nothing announced. Yeah, nothing. Very surprising. No news. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe there. Last week, there will be. You were like maybe this week. So maybe next week. I I really thought there would be, but uh, here we are. Well, you've been Um, wrong before. So. I I, I've been wrong a thousand times. (laughs) I don't really care about being wrong. Half the fun of being wrong is that the fact that you came up with the idea, mm. an idea, an original idea that didn't happen. So there you go. Whatever. But anyway, how about we talk a little bit more about Star Trek and get into this week's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Which, What's the name uh, of this week's episode again? <laughs> it is Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. Yes. Yeah, it's very poetic, very, very, I think, classic Star Trek for both title. 
but here we are. Yes. And uh, very, very, yes. uh, very wax poetic of them. It was correct. Yeah. It was very wax poetic. Why? Serving Majalis is his destiny. His reason for being. Without him, Majalis could not be. You plugged a kid into a machine. What's it going to do to him? We don't know. The machine needs the neural network of a child to function. Our founders designed it that way. We don't know why. We've hunted for centuries for alternatives and found nothing. It's the purpose of my research when we met. Will they suffer? Yes. We don't pretend otherwise. We live in gratitude for him. And when a new first servant ascends, we will live for her. Your whole civilization. All your... This. It's all founded on the suffering of a child. Can you honestly say that no child suffers for the benefit of your Federation? That no child lives in poverty or squalor while those who enjoy abundance look away? The only difference is we don't look away. And because of that, the suffering is born on the back of only one. It's what makes it a sacred honor. That's why I choose our way. You know, this was, uh, this felt like an original series episode. It did. You know, it felt yes. very, uh, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I can't think of all seven seasons of next generation but i don't think we've ever had a surprise like this in well, i told you it was so random i don't know why it reminded me of that voyager episode favorite son which i think was the season one oh, episode yeah. very random but similar it's, it's it's basically one of those episodes where you have like oh it's it's very like utopian and beautiful and then but it has like a dark underbelly and you realize that mm -hmm there's something going on that is allowing the society to exist in a favorite son. Again, this random, I told you it was like middling middle of the road, Harry Kim episode. I mean, and it's not like a timeless Harry Kim episode. This is like a, you know, threshold level Harry Kim episode. It's mm -hmm. basically they right. arrive at this planet. Uh, I think it has something to do with like Harry's getting sick or something like that. But, um, they, they find like a cure on this planet that's all women. It's very like Amazonian and basically it's all women. And they're like, oh, we can cure you or whatever. So and he needs to stay there. And it's, it's like this very idyllic utopian society with all women. And then, and I, I, I told you, I remember there being some hot guys like on this planet, but then you realize that these women are taking these men and then extracting them for their DNA in order to propagate their species. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bad end to basically any man that sets foot on that planet. Um, obviously Harry Kim survives. <laughs> Spoiler. Obviously. Obviously. But yeah, it's like one of those, yeah, it's like one of those episodes like, Oh, a TNG episode. It's not as crazy as this one, but like the masterpiece society. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah. Yep. 
I don't it's remember like, what know, very, But that one is a little bit different. They're like all bioengineered and it's like utopian, but it's as you scratch beneath the surface, you kind of realize, oh, there's like, you know, it's not perfect. You know, there's something wrong. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and and we're led to believe all throughout this episode that this is a very perfect society. I mean, they've got extreme medical advances and, um, you know, floating cities and whatnot. Oh, beautiful. Well done. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I, I, you know, I have to say one thing about Strange New Worlds is that I have believed everything I've seen on screen. Oh, yeah. There's a great I've job been, with that. I've yeah, I've not I've not said, oh, that's the AR wall. In fact, I haven't said I haven't even noticed the AR wall, except when did you ruin it for me? Engineer, someone ruined it for me and told me engineering was. Oh, oh you mentioned I, it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't the one that. Yeah, it does make that. it does make sense now. But I, it's funny that I did not have any clue about that until until I did uh, um, discovering Trek. And they were like, yeah, that's the AR wall. And it's what it makes and sense. I'm like, oh. Yeah, so yeah. it made sense when I was like, oh, they wow. didn't build this like cavernous set. No, I didn't. You know, I just never thought about it. I mean, I'm still, you know, it's not my favorite engineering set uh, because, I mean, it's just enormous. Uh, it's it made, seems very. Remember like when we, because again, I wasn't like a big TOS fan, but remember when we went to the TOS set tour and went yeah. to engineering and there's that thing in the back that's supposed to give you this optical illusion that the warp core, you know, goes yes. deep a little bit. Yeah. But it's basically taking that idea and blowing it up a thousand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, correct. oh, it's like yes. this like, you know, horizontal warp core that gives you this like idea of depth, right? Um, but obviously in the in the actual set of TOS, it's literally this like it's probably like two feet deep, but they give you this illusion on camera that it's really deep or something like that. But essentially, right, right, that yeah, and like expanding it to a point where it's crazy, you know, like in terms yeah, of the depth exactly. Of it is, um, yeah, it's uh, it is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, super huge. And, it's a little too um, big, too big, too much, too massive. Yeah, it's it reminds it gives me vibes of of Star Trek 2009, You know, the right. the ridiculous the engineering, the brewery. Yes, yeah. the brewery. Right, right. Yes, we go to a brewery for our engineering sets now. Yeah. Um, don't know whose brilliant idea that was, but anyway. It was, like, it was like interesting, but I was like, this doesn't really make sense. But it's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we've got this perfect, seemingly perfect society. And uh, yeah. Um, well, I the, think that the, um, Allura really helps to sell the idea of the society you know i thought that yes. i don't know her yeah. i don't know the name of the actress unfortunately i did not do any research here uh but I, <laughs> I, I thought that she did a great job um and honestly the the chemistry between her and pike was it, it was palpable <laughs> they did it they had really great oh chemistry. yeah you know yeah. But, uh, but like Lindy i mentioned Booth. to you the instant the instant she appeared on the transporter pad she and Pike gave each other these ghouly eye looks. I was like, it's over. I was like, it's something's wrong. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to work out. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's like one of those like one episode flings. That's just not, it's not going to go anywhere. Like something's going to happen. 
it's kind of funny though you know that they're in the magellan sector right and he doesn't think to he might run into her like or you know like it's completely yeah. a surprise I mean, I guess it's a, you know it's a planet with a lot of people i guess and it sounds like at that time she was just kind of like a pilot right she was just like a piloting a shuttle right yeah yeah it's like That's if you true. were to go to you know go to asia but expect to run into like a very specific person i suppose it's kind of like that yeah i guess yeah 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 i, I agree the chemistry between Alora and pike was was great and very yeah. believable yeah a um, great job and then um you know we meet the the first servant and his father which he's like the way that the father introduces himself gamal he he kind of says i'm the biological father of yes very is very this awkward child which which immediately felt weird right yeah um but uh yeah uh and then the other the other storyline going on here is that we have cadet ahura going through security training right so that that's sort of the b plot of the story but it does tie um, in they, they bring it oh together. yeah no she they're investigating what happens what happened to mm-hmm. their this ship and right right who attacked them and all yes. of that so there's there is yes there is a tie-in but the if we wanted to say the b story was sort of ahura and uh lieutenant nunian singh yeah so um still one of your characters you know uh, what to say about her right now um I actually, I mean, she's a hard ass. She's definitely a hard mm-hmm. ass. And you know what? All right, let's 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 talk about her for a second. La'an. Um, yes. I thought that the most interesting thing you said this week was that she reminded you of Kira. Yes, yes, she does. Um, which has enhanced my view of the character a bit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because we get the first when we get introduced to Kira and Emissary, she is screaming at someone at the provisional government. She's literally like yes. screaming, hitting things, and she comes off as this, especially for. And I remember, I, I think I uh, I listened to this interview with Nana Visitor, and you know, her character was not popular like when she was first introduced because she was this like really strong hard ass woman you know it wasn't yeah. the typical demure or really intelligent yep. or hyper intelligent or motherly figure you know yeah um but, but the funny thing is i liked yeah. kira from the start so i was not in that camp of oh, not liking kira i i, didn't I really liked have, her i didn't have a strong opinion of kira actually in the beginning like i i didn't mind oh, that she was I like did. aggressive um i didn't have that kind of sentiment I didn't mind her, you know, but then she grew up. I think as I revisit DS9 as I older, well, that when I was older, I just had this newfound appreciation of her character. Um, I didn't mind her, you know, but she wasn't one of my favorites growing up um, in that time. But I think in my late 30s, I, I found a new appreciation for the character <laughs> of Kira. I, I don't know why, but it's true yeah i mean i i enjoyed her from the beginning i enjoyed i also liked dax so i i mean i I really loved this show from the start but um 
Yeah, but Kira was Kira reminded me a lot of Tasha, so who I really liked from the start as well. And obviously, okay. we know what happened to Tasha, you know. So, okay. uh, it, it, I I don't know. I just like these characters that sort of spice things up and mm-hmm. had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, but also were a little bit fiery, mm-hmm. like kind of like not so. Um, straight laced and you know mm-hmm. and so lot lawn doesn't I, I appreciate the con the comparison to kira but she doesn't have that she doesn't have the fieriness she's just she really? just has a i think she just has a chip on her shoulder and that's different than having a fieriness inside of you oh like hmm, i think that that is that is the difference, but you know, I you know, I actually thought that her, you know, her having sort of like the rules of acquisition for security sort of mm-hmm. was kind of interesting uh, mm-hmm. in this episode. So teaching Uhura, uh, I mean, it comes out right from the beginning because Pike and Uhura talk about this on the on the way up to the bridge mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of the episode. So it's um, so it's interesting to like hear the lessons that that. Lon is trying to teach Uhura about security. So, right. and, and apparently everyone else on the ship knows is well aware. What the, yeah, they know. Uh, they know uh, yes, is well aware of the lessons. Yes, of the rules of aqua, the rules of security, for lack of a better, um, including Sam Kerr, so, who makes a random appearance in the mess hall. Yes, and then he disappears. Yes, he does. He appears and disappears suddenly. Yeah. Yes, and we uh, haven't I seen him since kind of... he had that incident on that comet. I think that was the last time we saw him, right? Yeah, since episode. Yeah, since episode two. So we have not seen him since then. So yeah, it's kind of. Um, is this a random scene for him to pop into and then disappear? Yeah. From? And yes, because he's scared of Lieutenant Ninian Singh is as as seems or he, like or he was like scared. yeah he's not he doesn't like confrontation or something <laughs> yes he yeah. is not so um, yes which she is all about I mean she is yeah. she is Miss Confrontation so um, yeah I, I don't know um, yeah and so anyway she. I did like the rules. I thought that I did like her in this episode, actually, because she was sort of teaching Uhura. Yeah, she was mentoring Uhura. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and I like that. She, yeah. Um, you know, she encouraged Uhura to kind of stand up for her own findings. It's always, you know, I, I always appreciate yes. the manager that um, empowers yes. the people they manage to shine and to stand up for yep. themselves and to showcase their work. So, I, you know, I really actually appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, no, I that that was a moment I I too appreciated having been. And Ohoro was like, "Tell me what he says." Like, you know, Ohoro is totally ready to just let Lon kind of present the findings to Captain. Right, Pike, right, yeah. Which I was like, "Girl, come on, you know, you should like, be, yeah, right, be advocating for yourself." But that's where Lon. Yeah, was, but you know, she's encouraging. You know, but that. she's a cadet, so you know that's that's the way it is. You know, you sort of defer to your senior officers. Yeah. Um, um yeah so um you know i thought it was i i really enjoyed i i thought that the his name is ian ho who played first servant uh-huh did a, he did a wonderful job he was precocious yeah. he was funny he was 
cute. You know, it was just uh, that was a good, great casting on their part for for that role. And then I I really like that he he's smarter than just about everyone. Quite yeah. frankly, and he's and precocious, um, and he and he finds Mabenga's daughter like in the buffer. Like somehow looks for Ru, Rukia and uh and finds her and releases her from the transporter buffer and then plays plays hopscotch with her um which is interesting so uh he's uh he, they did a really great job with with his casting and, and even up until the end uh you know his acting when he's of, officially tied into the the thing just the way that his face goes from being scared to I don't know if it was surprise or peace or shock or or some combination of all of it, but mm-hmm. he you know he and, and the way that he like invited the captain to join them for the ceremony yeah, for no, his ascension, I thought it was all really. I thought he did a great job. He did do a great um, job, and I also I like the scenes where you know he was interacting with either like Nurse Chapel and Doctor Minga or Spock. Or the, Spock, the scene of Spock. yeah. I yep. literally was like, because they were talking about the speed of space, space communications. Yes. And Spock was like, I believe it's 50,000 times the speed of light. And I was like, what? And then I actually looked it up and on memory alpha and the speed of space communications has actually been like explained in other Star Trek episodes. And it's about 52,000 okay. times the speed of light. I was like, I love consistency. I love that. Well, and what I liked was uh, the first minute, first servant said, that's, that's really slow. That's slow. I was like, is it? Yeah. uh, Um, So I thought that was, I thought he did it. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, uh, yeah. The scenes, all the scenes that he was in were just amazing. Uh, I thought, you know, he really, a great actor. You believed him. Uh, It's just, yeah, it's just a great job. I I think he was one of the the highlights of the episode for me. Yeah, no, he's great. great. Um, Were you were you shocked by the reveal towards the end? I mean, you you, I guess you kind of like, um, yeah, I was I mean, you could tell throughout that something's wrong, like because it's obviously it's Obviously, Alora is hiding something because she's being a little yes. cagey about some of the details. Even, dur- even during the initial briefing room scene, when they want to go down check out the shuttle, she's like, "Don't, no, it's our business." Basically, and that's, that's kind of weird. And then when they do yeah, go down, yeah. uh, she, you know, when when Spock finds the neural inhibitor, the mask or whatever, and he was like, "Oh, does this? Do you know what this is?" Oh, she's like, it doesn't look familiar, but then she has this look on her face, you know, like, it's like they, they have these shots that basically it's really obvious that she's hiding something. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, I could, t- I could, I didn't know what it was obviously, but I, I could tell like, yeah, something's like wrong with the whole first servant situation. Um, I didn't know that, oh yeah, the first servant would get plugged into a machine that would sustain their way of life. But, you know, I could tell that something was off. So what right, are yeah. What are you looking up? What are you researching? Oh no, I, I'm looking up something else. Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of get this foreboding feeling that something is wrong, but 
yeah. you know, it's not then Alora until... and Pike have such good chemistry. So you're like, you know, similar to Pike, you're kind of like, but she's so great. And they, 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 uh, they seem to like each other. So it's like, okay, squirrel distraction, you know? Um, yeah. So I did, well, she's, I, you know, she's hopeful so that he'll, what was that? Yeah. No, she's, I think she's hopeful that he'll, he'll learn this and still love her. And so, right. you know, she, you know, she's, she's secretive because uh, apparent, obviously it, it would appear that other, other beings have found this out about this mm-hmm. culture and been shocked or, or actually, you know, towards the end, I, I felt like, I felt a little bit of sympathy for the Magellans because she does explain that they have tried for centuries to try to find a way around this. Right. Um, so you do feel a little, you do feel a little redemptiveness. I won't say a lot because it's a horrible situation. Um, but they have tried and there isn't a way to save this. So, um, but I, I guess, I guess the piece that would have made it better is that we continue to look and try to find a solution that does not involve this sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. and again, we don't know how long this kid lives in this. Sure. We have no idea how often this happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're uh, it's interesting. Here, it's interesting. Yeah, it sounds like it flips sex every iteration. Oh yeah. Cause she was specifically like, Oh, she, no, the next servant is a she. So she mentioned. Yeah. She said her. Oh, yeah. Her, so I picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, but uh, Pike was definitely offended. I mean, uh, you know, rightfully so. But she does point out, interestingly enough, and here we go with the allegory, the message of the episode, right? Yeah. That, you know, every nation, every civilization has at some point built, been built upon, uh, for lack of a better word, this you know, in this case, on, like, children, the backs but... of certain groups of people, right? Yes. Like, whether it's yeah, like, of, the, yeah. like the poor or the disenfranchised or you can, you know, slaves or certain ethnic groups. Slaves, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really interesting that, you know, but her argument is, but we embrace it. Like, you know, they, they recognize it and they do their best to celebrate that sacrifice. You know, right. given yeah. the circumstances, they do their best to celebrate and honor that sacrifice, which I, you know, I thought that the first servant in many ways was a very like Christ-like figure, you know, because Jesus is oh, like kind of, you know, is like the servant, you know, servant leader um, mm-hmm. that gave his life for the people. You know, like, I thought that that, you know, there mm. were specific parallels to Judeo-Christian beliefs. Um, yeah. Because it's, sim- it's a very similar, you know, it's like... Um, you know, and he died for everyone, you know, or his life has been sacrificed for everyone. And uh, Mm. it's, it's, um, you know, I think, and as as Christians, we, we celebrate that we, you know, we celebrate that and recognize that, you know, the one died for the many, you know? Um, Mm. And yeah, I think it's, it's, um, you know, I actually don't, really think it's that terrible i i i know it's obviously in this episode it's a moral quandary but given right. that um it's you know he has a choice 
you know, he, he, he chooses it freely. Um, mm-hmm. And that it is a sacrifice that is celebrated. Um, yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a huge issue with it. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I think it's interesting because the Federation, as we've been told, it's like, oh, you know, once, once the Federation has been founded, there's no poverty, there's no, there's no need. But, you know, it's, is that, how true is that? Um, we're told that, but, you know, I, I personally, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. I, um, this made me, this also made me think about, you know, Gene Roddenberry's vision for the future in general. And, uh, you know, I, I believe it's a complete fairy tale. I don't think it's ever possible. Um, I believe our future would be much more like, say, the expanse, you know, like where, um, new, new kinds of hate would just replace old ones or new forms of prejudice would replace old ones. And there's always going to be need and want and a lack of things. Um, I can't, I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like this vision that kind of gives us hope, but it's completely unrealistic. I, I, I really a thousand percent don't believe it. Um, I think it's aspirational and it's interesting and it, but it's more of a, you know, it's more of a, a, a fable, you know, in some ways than anything mm-hmm. that I think can be achievable, achievable by humanity. And I think that, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it just made me kind of think about that because yeah, again, we've been kind of taught that this federa- the Federation is utopia. Um, but then we found out later in DS9 that, oh, there's actually this dark underbelly. But, you know, like, I think that um, the reality is I, I just don't think that such a society is possible. I mean, I agree that it's it's definitely aspirational. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's yeah to think that, and I think that Alora puts this says this somehow. She says that you know there are people who have a lot, and there are people who have a little, and there will always be people who have a lot who don't balance it out and give it give to the people who don't have. Mm-hmm. I forget how she put it. Um, but you know, it, I think it's until you see this great, um, and I'm, I can't think of the word, but this until people who have a lot, like a lot of people who have a lot, become the great benefactors of society. I don't think that. Yeah, I agree that we'll we'll kind of be there. Will always be challenges to having a a, a more perfect society. But I, you know, it's. I don't know. It's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a good philosophical debate. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that I have the faculties right now to, to get into <laughs> this, but, um, but it's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I guess the, the real question is, can we overcome our current nature and develop a new nature in which our prejudices do not, um, do not exist that, you know, that we care more for others than we care for ourselves or, um, that we, you know, we raise people up rather than break people down. Sure. Um, you know, so I, I, I you know, yeah. And yeah I believe I still, the answer I, is no, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I very, 
I mean, it, whereas I, I, whereas I would be, you know, I would be like, I, I, I hope that someday we can attain that. Sure. I, you know, I, I sort of, I sort of have that Gene Roddenberry sort of vision that, you know, I, you know, that, yeah, I hope someday that we can, um, sure. reach a point that's better. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the real, I don't know. That's the real work that we're, I think we're here to do is to try to, those of us who want a better world have to keep trying to make it a better world. And, you know, and, and until more people in this world want that more than want to be selfish and take care of themselves and just have, 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 um, yeah, I think we're always going to be in a struggle. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And you know, I often think, think, uh, you know, it's, it's important to have, hope and have aspirations but I'm, I'm very much a realist you know I, I i think um just reality um and if it, human history is you know we, we repeat ourselves you know repeat the same mistakes and oh, obviously yeah. things have not changed yeah. that much you know uh we always have new technology but the essence of human nature has has not changed in the last 2000 years if or further back you know um and uh yeah i don't see it changing in the next two three hundred years you know we might reach for the stars or whatever but you know i think it's still going to be the same yeah and i don't think any extraterrestrial visit or anything like that would in fact change anything uh, you know i think it would actually probably bring out even more fears and more more work more bad behavior than it would bring out good mm-hmm. uniting behavior but you know who knows it's hard to say um yeah i i think one of the things that i think is that the people who are negatively impacting society get more of a um more of a spotlight than the people who are trying to who you know it's sort mm-hmm. of like that the whole the the whole piece about uh gun control and how people 80 percent of americans want gun control but yet our elected officials can barely, I mean, there is something in the works currently, which is, which is good. It, you know, some people say it's not enough. I, you know, it's, it's only, well, it's not even in, in the, nothing. it's not, it's so right. Yeah. You know, it, but it's also, it's not, it's an idea right now. It's not even a, you know, yeah, no, that they're voting. yeah, yeah it's an idea that, that they've agreed on. But anyway, yet. Yeah, they haven't no, no, it's not. Party. It's an idea. It's essentially an a list of ideas that they've agreed no. agreed on or whatever. But yes, it's not even anything. It's not even written up or written into a law that no. they would debate or whatever. So anyway, right, it's right. just yeah, it's just. Um, but I don't remember where I was going with that gun control. But um, oh, the whole idea that eighty percent of Americans, yeah, we like our our political body is split down the middle and have done nothing about it, even though 80% of Americans want something done about it. So it's just, it's just weird imbalance that I just don't understand. But um, anyway, uh, so yeah, any final thoughts on, uh, um, on this episode? Yeah, we, well, we didn't talk much about Dr. Mabenga and his, that was, oh, the C, yeah. that was like the C plot, kind of. And, Dr. Mabenga and Rukia, right? That's how you say her name? Is that right? 
right rakia yeah um yeah, rakia yeah yeah you know i um i'm still having problems and i think i mentioned this last week i'm still having problems really connecting with dr mabenga's character because right now he's really just entirely defined by this daughter situation um we haven't gotten much more uh depth of his character other than you know that he's trying to save rugia or find some sort of um some sort of treatment for her so i'm still having problems like yeah really connecting with him yeah i don't know i don't know where we're going i do know where we're going <laughs> because i've watched the next two episodes but um yeah i kind of wish we kind of got more uh i, I, I wish we, mm. we would get more with dr mabenga so yeah, I don't know your thoughts. I think it. we're missing that from a few few characters. You know, I, I yeah. think we're, you know, we we've got some details, but not a lot of depth. And um, so I think that it's a challenge with even a cast this big. Yeah, it is a big cast for sure, and that makes things more difficult. But yeah, I mean, a number. And not to rehash last week's conversation, but yeah, I was saying half the characters are kind of more fleshed out, and then the other half are kind of just they're still there's like one thing that's kind of defining them, mm. and uh, right, exactly, you know, a little bit more. Mm. So, yeah, mm. yeah. And did you have any? All other right. Thoughts? Well, um, no, I think we've good. done a nice job of recapping this episode and and hitting okay. on the major points. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, did you want to talk a little bit of our sponsor then? Yes, I would. Um, Fansets, and if I don't lose my voice, that is, which I might. Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of uh, Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. And if you've been paying attention to their social media lately, they've just celebrated their sixth anniversary. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, I think it's today or it was yesterday. Okay. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and they've given us a sneak peek, um, which I actually don't know what's coming out tomorrow. So I don't know what's coming out. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, June 14th, the day before their usual mid-month releases. And we've gotten no hint as to, well, we've gotten no official word as to what's coming out. So you'll have to go to fansets.com and Wait, look at the new releases. Idea? Well, so they teased us with the new uh, Delta from Star Trek Prodigy. Oh, okay. Um, so the and it says coming soon. It looks great. It's a gold, all gold badge. Uh, and uh, you know, in in true, um, in true fan sets style, it you know, I believe they'll have both the magnetic and the pin versions of it. Mm. Um, but I don't know if that's coming out tomorrow. Hopefully, um, I know we are still waiting on seeing the Ment uh, Memento Mori pin collection. That has yet to be announced, but it's coming soon. Uh, they've hinted the about Remembrance that before. Day pins. Yes, the Remembrance Day pins. And I believe 
I don't know how they're going to do it, actually. Uh, I, I know, I, I think I've read somewhere that they're going to do all 12 pins and then a bonus one if you buy oh. all 12 or something like that. Like if you buy the set, you get the 13th one or you can buy um, individual pins, perhaps. I don't know. Um, but maybe, um, you know, head on over to fansets.com, take a look at their new release page. Uh, I also recommend following them on social media um, because that that is where they um, share the new releases as well. Anyway, head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins in your your cart. If you spend more than $30 in the US, you're going to get free shipping. And if you use the code TREKGEEKS, all one word, all caps, you're going to get 10% off your order. All caps, for sure. All caps. And we want to thank Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. Well, we would love to hear from all of you. We also love it if you can give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. If you like this episode or others like it, um, we would love to see that review from you all. Um, you can also reach out to us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at DeepSpacePride. And you can also email us at DeepSpacePride at gmail.com. And one of us will get on that and check it. Maybe. Yes, we will. Yes. Um, you know what? It's funny. I just realized uh, we have not mentioned that it's Pride Month at all. <laughs> oh, shit. We've done two, yes. we've done oh, two episodes. We are in the midst. Um, well, um, happy, happy Pride to our listeners. That's right. Is this a gay subject podcast? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, happy Pride. Happy Pride, Mike. Yes. Happy Pride. And uh, are happy you pride to all um, our... and Dennis doing anything for Pride, actually? Well, I've signed up for the Pride run on Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's the Pride run. Um, which mm-hmm. fortunately is not for two weeks. Or oh, yeah. You should be recovered. Week and a half. Yeah, you should be fine. Yeah. How long so... is that run? That's four miles, I think. Oh, yeah. Four miles. You can do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else did I want to say about Pride Month? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, oh, I just, uh, you know, if you go back, I don't remember what episode it was. Maybe it was around episode 40 or 45. Um, listen to my episode from a year ago. Uh, you know, I, I, the anniversary of, um, gosh. Pulse. Um, Okay. All right. Okay. All so right. yes, the anniversary. All right. Let me start over. Um. So yes, if you go back to the episode about a year ago on July, July on June twelfth, twenty twenty one, you can uh, hear my thoughts briefly on the Orlando Pulse Memorial, which was five years ago. Last year, it's now six years. Um, and that was a really special episode that I did on the fly and, uh, yeah, I felt moved to do it. So, you know, go back and contribute. I was not there, but, um, I did listen to you were not there. Yeah, no. Um, you know, last year I had gone out with one of my friends and I don't know, it came up in my, it came up in my feed and it just gave me a lot of memories as I was, Mm. I was in an Uber on the way home Mm. and I sort of marinated it on on that overnight and then the next day i just uh decided mm-hmm. to drop an episode about it with a um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
with some audio from a, a an Instagram post oh, that yeah. I yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Blair Armani's post um, and Brandon Wolf, who is a survivor of um, of the Pulse uh, nightclub massacre. Massacre. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, go back and give that a listen. Um, it's I, I think one of the more important things to to remember mm-hmm. during Pride Month is the people who have gone before us, um, whether willingly or not. Um, and uh, continue to remember that this is a something that we need to continue to mm-hmm. um, have. Pride Month is important, yeah. And uh, especially with uh, all the things that are happening in this world, uh, you know. So go back and give that a listen. Um, be kind to one another. Uh, you know, if you one of the other things I want to share is that you know the Trevor Project is a great. Um, place to get help if you need it. Um, and so uh, definitely check them out if you are struggling at all and need someone to talk to. And I, I think, you know, that's it for now. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have my voice back. and Yeah, that'd be helpful. We'll, um, we'll feel better. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about some more Star Trek next week. Cool. Well, Happy Pride, everyone. Two weeks late, I suppose. But here we are. Um, And thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you here next week. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.